Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. I just finished recording this beautiful conversation, which you are about to hear with a sister priestess and returning guest, Kara Marie Busacker. She is such a beautiful, powerful, intuitive movement, shadow, alchemy, astrology, warrior, goddess, fairy, priestess, witch, and... (laughs) My words, not hers. Um, And I'm just really excited to share this conversation with you because we went to such beautiful places that I wasn't anticipating. Kara shares about the edges that she has leaned into on this journey of transformation and personal activation in a way that I appreciate so much because I know from the outside especially if you are kind of new on your journey of, you know, spiritual awakening, but more importantly, new on your journey of stepping into the fullness and the power that you are, it can seem really kind of intense and scary to consider joining different programs and investing in ourselves and leaning into our edges and doing the work. And Kara is such a beautiful example of what can happen when you just show up for it and you do it. You lean, like she leaned into the financial edge of investing in the priestess portal and in the Akashic apprenticeship. Um, But she also leaned into the edge of like vulnerably sharing her shadow stuff so that it could get seen and witnessed and alchemized. And she leaned into the edge of really claiming the true parts of herself that she's always known about, but that, you know, have seemed unacceptable to, I don't know, regular society, I guess, like those magical parts and claiming things for herself that can sound like totally fantastical, but she claims them powerfully anyway. And I got to say, like, it's so powerful to hear her claim those things that even for me, when I hear that, it often activates me into being able to see a new aspect of myself and then being able to claim that for me. It's just really beautiful. Which, P.S., if you are not in, like, some kind of community that is close and personal within which you can share these aspects of yourself, please just like get in one already because it just makes such a difference. It makes such a difference to have a place to share these things, especially since a lot of us, we're the only, you know, air quotes, awake ones within our like real life relationships. And we do need to go have conversations that are open and honest with people where we can allow ourselves to be fully seen. There's more of you than you're even aware of. And it doesn't start to come out until you start talking and listening to others talk. 
The other thing that is so exciting and timely about this conversation is that I recently started to receive more information for the priestess. So anybody who carries the priestess archetype, it's like the information is about two subtypes of priestesses that is coming forward and is ready to be activated and fully embodied so that we can step into our role in the energies of 2023 and beyond. And so I'm holding um, an, a live channeling event on Friday, February 10th to talk about these two priestess types, which are the priestess of the void and the priestess of the light. And I'm holding it over Zoom rather than holding it on social media. It just feels really important that everybody who hears it signs up for it. Doesn't just like happen to watch it because it happens to be on, but rather you you opt in. There's something really sacred and precious about this information. So it is a free event. There's no cost to you apart from just the time that you invest. All you need to do is sign up for it and then you get the Zoom link and the the you know date and time and if you're able to join live amazing and if you're not then you will have 72 hours to enjoy the replay um and so if you want to receive these new codes and these new activations then sign up this link will be in the show notes it's also in my bio on instagram um it's probably on my website so come receive, receive priestess. There's new information that is awaiting you. Otherwise, I just want to plug Kara. Um, if you feel like you're called to work with her, then please do. She is just so genuine and so magical. And she carries more transformational magic than I think she even realizes yet. She her magic is so special because she can take you deep into the dark shadowy places without it feeling heavy and painful her magic is very sparkly and light and her laughter is so infectious but she does not bypass the the dark things that need to get seen so it's like you get a lot of shadow cleared out and transmuted just by the default of being in her presence and at the same time you get sprinkled with like magic fairy dust and your your magicness gets activated I don't know I don't know how else to put it i I do articulate it more eloquently several times during the episode, but I just want to be very clear that if you feel called to work with Kara, then please do reach out to her. And if you feel called to work with me, if you listen to, you know, the, the transformation she's experienced on her journey, part of which was walked with me, um, and you're like, oh, I am ready to get me some of that experience, then please reach out to me. I'm at a place where I'm really ready to own that I have a gift for birthing new timelines and creating new realities. I have an ability to basically take you like from wherever you are at the beginning of our point of working together through the process of being in my energy field, a new timeline gets created 
and you get calibrated to it so that on the other side of us working together, you are not only like a a different version of yourself, but you are literally in a different timeline and experiencing a different reality. I see your magic and I activate it and articulate it to you. And I also see your blocks and your blind spots with crystal clarity through your Akashic records and through your holographic field. We work through them, we dissolve them, we repattern and recode you so that you are in, hmm, you are a, you become a representation of your original blueprint, the template that you were meant to be. I'm here for the people who are ready to step into their power and who know that they did not incarnate for no reason. Like you did not just come to just like float on the lazy river and watch the world go by. Some people are here for that reason and that's amazing, but I just don't really hold the codes for those people. I hold the codes for people who know that you are here for a frigging reason and you are ready to just get into it figure it out and start doing it. So if you feel called to work with me, then reach out to me. Email is best. Amy at the northstarguidance.com. And I so look forward to connecting with you. I hope I get to see a whole bunch of you um, in the priestess channeling event for the priestess of the void, the priestess of the light. And otherwise, please enjoy this amazing conversation with Kara Busacker. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today I'm so excited to have with me a fellow priestess sister, a powerful intuitive and movement guide and astrologer, coach and mentor, the very magical Kara Busacker. And we're going to talk to you today about the shift in the energies that we're both feeling um, since January. We've kind of like had a couple very abbreviated conversations privately about the, this shift, but we've never come together yet. So you're going to hear it live and in real time, really sort of comparing notes and describing the way that we are both experiencing this individually, because there are a lot of similarities, but I come at it from sort of the nebulous Akashic field and Kara comes at it from, um, the uh, astrological field. And then we both have other things sprinkled and woven in there as well. So I think it's going to be some exciting magic. Thank you, Kara, for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. I always just like relish in any time I get to talk to you. It's amazing. And, um, Yeah, I know that like anytime that we start picking each other's brains, it just goes so many directions and there's endless, endless possibilities of things to chat about. Um, So I'm really happy to be here too. Yeah, totally. I agree. Like when we, when we do touch base with each other and sort of like describe what we're feeling and compare notes, so to speak, it always produces this like synergistic magic that like expands both of our fields of consciousness further. So this is going to be juicy. So, okay, let's get started by maybe, well, maybe before we get into the energies of January, do you want to just sort of describe a little bit to the listeners um, more about who you are, where you are, what you do, and sort of like the the journey that has brought you here um, to this point where you're actually starting to feel, as you said to me before we hit record, like 
you're starting to see the results of everything that you have been working towards. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say happy full moon in Leo. Um, It's pretty like cool that we get to have this conversation today on the full moon. Um, And so I also, it's pretty like significant for me. I have a birthday tomorrow. So um, yeah, so it's, and this full moon is awesome just individually for me because um, we're in Aquarius season and I am, I always knew when I was younger, like I was kind of into astrology just to the place where I knew a lot about like my sun sign. Um, I, I remember my mom gave me this like cool astrology book when I was young and I just like, I looked at that thing and just studied it inside and out for years and years and years. It was like one of my favorite things. Um, so I always knew a lot about Aquarius energy, which of course, you know, when you, when you are into astrology and you start like finding out all these things, um, it always made sense to me. But then later in life, I never got a full chart reading, um, actually until about maybe like within the last five years, I really took a deep dive into my full birth chart and found out that I was a Leo moon and a Leo rising. So that explains so much more about like who I was and, <laughs> and then just the full birth chart aspect itself. But today's pretty significant because um, with the full moon, the full moon in any sign is always the opposite sign on the Zodiac. So we're uh, the Aquarius or the sun is in the sign of Aquarius but, and then the full moon is exact opposite point and it is in the sign of Leo. So it's kind of like encapsulates everything that I am today. Like we've got the full moon in Leo in the sun in Aquarius. So um, I'm stoked on that one. Um, but to go back into like, as a child, super into astrology, super into just magical things. I was, my imagination was so wild. And I always knew that there was so much more to this life than what we all like, what meets the eye or what we all describe as just like this programmed life. Um, And as I grew up, it felt like, you know, I would kind of pop in and out of believing more, um, believing more like the stuff that I imagined but believing that there was much more magic than um, what we are told to believe in, you know? And as you get older, as you start to go through puberty, as you start to become a teenager, a lot of that magic starts to get squashed. And um, especially, you know, all all I can say is as being a woman, like going through in the 90s and 2000s, like growing up in that timeframe, there was so much programming on what it meant to be a woman. And a lot of that, was like, you can't be crazy. You can't be like imaginative and magical and witchy and wild because you will be ostracized. You know, you will be like the crazy one in the bunch. And anytime that I would show that side of myself, um, I would feel the like criticism. And, and it took me to this place where I, I kind of went dark for a while. You know, there was periods of depression there was, I would put myself in situations where, um, where I just didn't feel like I could truly be myself. 
Um, and I think, you know, I know your story and I know a lot of the other like priestess women that we've been in, you know, been in groups and um, in connection with have these similar stories. Um, it wasn't until really um, when I met my husband and he really was like a very safe person to, um, to open up to about some of my thoughts and theories about the world, about my more magical side, that I, I realized that it was, it started to become safe to talk more about the things that had always been brewing in my head. Um, and, you know, we are divorced and we're not, we're separated now, but he's the father of my child. And I am forever grateful that he was like a very, very safe person to open me up to um, all the things that I've, that were kind of hidden and under the surface that I was too afraid to let people know that this was really what I was, was going on in this head of mine. Um, and so that was in, you know, about my mid twenties. Um, I then married him and we had a child and motherhood. I just remember the day my daughter was born. Um, we named her Lena and which means bringer of light. And that was the, like, I think that would, I would say that was like the moment that I truly, like my eyes opened and I was reborn with the birth of my child into like this spiritual being that I am now. It was like the very opening of my eyes that there's so much more to this thing that humans call life on this planet earth, wherever we are, this realm we're in. Um, and then from there, from being a mother, my daughter's now, she's going to be 11 in the spring, um, through that journey of motherhood. And then with each consecutive year that she grew, I feel like I have become more and more awake to, again, what are we calling this thing? Life, this realm, um, it's just expanded exponentially like so much. And then, um, and then I will have to attribute, I know we talked about this the last time I was on the podcast to when the pandemic started and I had, I actually think of the pandemic in a way as like a, a gift to me um, because I was able to slow down and not, and I was able to live outside of the day-to-day -day world of hustle and bustle and really start to be with my thoughts, be with my emotions, be with like who I was without the distractions of a world that we have all been living in that really distracts you from finding who you are, truly are, and your soul, and your like the deepness that we are as humans. Um, and in that pandemic time, I found the priestess codes. And that was like, that was just an amazing bright, I mean, I know I call you like a bright star, the North Star, but like you and Amron and all the women I found in there, like, oh, it was so amazing. It was like a present. I opened up a present that just exploded my world. Um, and from there, gosh, and that was what, I mean, I think that was almost, was that two or three years ago? I can't even, time is so crazy. Yeah, I, th I think two? it was almost two years ago in 2021 in like, I think we started in April. I think it was in the Yes. Spring. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I remember actually, 
before the priestess codes, it was on my birthday. So it's again, synchronistic that I'm talking today on my birthday. I took a trip, um, to this cabin on the river up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and it's actually, I'm going tomorrow again to this area. It's like such a magical area. And I did partake in some medicine, some magic mushrooms with a couple of my friends. Um, and I had a magical, like crazy experience the night of my birthday. The next morning, I, it, was, it was definitely a medicine journey. The next morning, um, I woke up and there was this little hot tub on the deck of the cabin and I was taking a soak and a, like three or four bald eagles like flew around me and did a dance. And I was just like, okay, like I am, I'm, this is something that is, I don't even really have the words like this is something new. I'm embarking on, I knew like a new stage or a new journey in my life and was so much more open to this spiritual realm. And then that's, and then a couple months later is when I joined the priestess codes. And from there, things just accelerated so quickly. I mean, it was like a train ride to like, like fast track into, um, into a whole new realm, you know? Um, let's see, I met, you know, I met amazing women, you being one of them that I've collaborated with. Um, that's how I met Christina Luna, who like fast tracked me into so much knowledge about astrology, which now I read charts. I'm, I, I use astrology as like a map or a guide or a reference point language to talk about the energies that I've been feeling my whole life, but didn't have any reference how to describe them or explain what I was feeling. And that's been an amazing like language kind of to use. Um, I've always been in movement. I've, I was a ballet dancer. I teach Pilates and yoga. I, but now with the spiritual component of like rebirthing myself into, into what I now call just like magical thinking like spirituality um i've kind of combined all that and just and honed in onto my intuitive gifts and so it's hard to always like kind of describe like what i do or who i am but i think anybody who now is around me and has seen this transformation of who i've become over the past years just says that like i'm magical <laughs> yeah um magical. i yeah like i <laughs> I am. I'm magical. And sometimes English words are hard because they don't really encapsulate uh, all, all that I am. But um, I think that's a good description. Um, I, I work with a lot of energy and movement. And um, I just love working with people in general. I'm fascinated by people and their stories. And then my main thing in and what, like, if you go to my website and you go to my Instagram or my Facebook and you kind of see the stuff that I post and um, I try to take people on a journey back to themselves. And so I know everyone is like so unique and so individual. Um, and I love to just take like each person's individual gifts and blueprint and like hone in and let them be the guide to themselves to like really enjoy like who they are truly are without the without all the like stuff around us that is telling us who we should be you know what I'm saying 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, like strip all that down. I also like to make people feel really comfortable in this process. Um, and, and really learn to like, love the uniqueness that we all are. And then it, with that, you know, like I talk about, it really kind of comes back into this, like Leo, Leo moon, um, Aquarius sun. It's like the Leo part is like the unique individual, like how we all are born, like with these most beautiful like snowflake blueprint images that are never alike every single one is different um but together the Aquarius aspect of like the collective consciousness together it like weaves this beautiful beautiful snowstorm that we are in you know and like I see it like a snow globe so that's like a little imagery for you but I hope that makes sense sometimes when I talk it just like a word vomit and um hopefully that makes sense to to you all <laughs> yeah that is literally how I feel too when I'm when I kind of like get to the end of my point I'm like I wonder if I just barfed a bunch of words on everyone that yeah. you know like does it wasn't cohesive exactly I understood everything that you were saying and I also want to reflect too that one of the things that I think like one of your unique I mean you have many magical traits but one that I would love to highlight is you're an amazing shame and shadow alchemist without necessarily like focusing on that in particular, but you have this right. incredible um, willingness to be so like you're willing to go first in your authenticity and your vulnerability in a way that, as you said, you like to make people feel comfortable, but it's like, I just want to really put my finger right on it and, and speak to Mm. it that you are so willing to invite the, I, I don't know if it's everybody, like it doesn't have to be everybody, but the people that you're here for, you're willing to invite them in and show them behind the scenes of the actual person that you are not the, like the shiny package, um, you know what I mean? Like you just let, you let people see the whole spectrum. So the, the pretty tied up in a bow, I've, I've moved through this, I've integrated it, but also the, like, I'm in the middle of it. And it feels like a gigantic clusterfuck of a mess right now, kind of like all the things and that in and of itself, without necessarily focusing on like any specific shadow work processes, I feel like that is a huge alchemizer. You you release the charge around like uh, the shame charge around like the ideas of how we think we need to be in order to be sort of like good enough and acceptable and all, all that. Ah, uh, thank you. That that's a huge compliment because it is something that I, I've, you know, I, I didn't really realize that in myself, but one thing that has come to me, especially as you were talking about at the beginning, um, what has come to me over the past month, I know we're only at the very beginning of February, but January was pretty transformative for me, is um, realizing that to be like that, to be like unabashedly and yourself and strip away those layers of like, oh, wow, like, what are, what are people going to think of this? I, I think it na- comes naturally, but I also realize that it takes a lot of courage. Oh. And that's one thing 
Yeah. That's one thing that I, I actually, I, I always knew I was brave, but, um, but I finally claimed it in January. And I think that is like been super big is like, Oh, like I always have felt like an archetype of a warrior, um, mm-hmm. of somebody who is, who has gone into battle and, and, and is, has courage and bravery, but to claim that this past month and it, and it's a bravery and a courage. Yeah. I can use the archetype of the battle of like a warrior or battle, but like, it's much deeper than that. It's like, it's almost like, I feel like now I know why I'm here on earth um, is because of that quality. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, I've had the benefit of having been in like you know, intimate groups with you and intimate one-to-one conversations. So I also have gotten to witness that it, like, even though it does come naturally, you're totally right. And I'm really glad that you said that, that it is, it is an edge. Like you are consciously choosing to be brave and sort of like, you know, bear it all. And, and I first saw this with real clarity in when we were in the, um, Akashic apprenticeship together last year and Heather was in it too. And she would call it like, you know, we're, we're bringing these things to the altar of our sisterhood and Mm -hmm. our priestesshood. And it was really beautiful just to watch the things that you would come and place as an offering on this, on this altar of our group um, connection and be like, this is me. This is my heart. This is, these are the Mm -hmm. parts of me that have my shit together. And these are the parts of me that feel like, a hot mess and that I mm-hmm. am not proud of per se, but I accept them and I'm sharing them with you. And it was just so beautiful to witness and very, very, as I said, like alchemizing and liberating for me as well, even in the person who was like holding the container to be like, woo, it's so like, first of all, what an honor that you would share that with us. And also what a powerful effect, like you weren't doing it to shadow alchemize all of us, but that was the effect it was creating. And it was just really neat also to see the way that, or to have it reinforced that like, man, we're, those of us who are here intentionally, even if we're in process and we feel like we're not all the way integrated, we're not all the way there. We don't have our, you know, we don't necessarily have a business yet. We don't know what our offerings are. We don't know our, what our sole purpose is per se. Our willingness to just show up and, and be here is like, it's so powerful in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you're right. I think um, organically, you know, being in your apprenticeship group and then like forming such close bonds with the sisterhood of women that I met through priestess codes that I met through being in your apprenticeship group. I think naturally and organically, we did so much shadow work together and we continue to do it. And it's not like we signed up for a course, you know, it's not like we signed up and we're like, Oh, I'm going to do the shadow work now. Here's the process I'm going to go through. Um, But what I realized is, you know, over the past couple of years, and it's been hard. Like, there's no joke. It was fucking rough. 
Mm-hmm. There was like some really dark, dark moments. And when we say dark night of the soul, I'm talking like months of dark night of the soul, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know you know that, but like, I wasn't per se necessarily do like I was, I didn't seek out to do like shadow work. It just kind of, that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's cool. Like, and I will, I will have to say like, being in the group of women where you get to place things on the altar and be completely yourself and know that I think that's one of the most beautiful things that happened with you and with, you know, the other ladies is that we, um, we reframed and went back to the original blueprint of sisterhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been so bastardized and so like, you know, whatever the word is for like these women's relationships. And, and like, it's, like I said, we didn't like intentionally set out to do it. It just happened. Yeah. And so by, by having that space where you can show up no matter what and say anything, like literally anything and know that you're not going to be like, nothing's going to happen. Like you're going to wake up the next morning and everyone's going to be like, okay, cool. You said it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, well, something is going to happen, but the scary things aren't going to happen. You're not going to be rejected. You're not going to be judged. You know, like your sisters aren't going to turn around and be like, oh my God, she can't be one of us anymore. It's, it's so, it was so receptive and loving so that, yeah, when we would bring these like, oh God, just things that were so hard to say and bring them there mm-hmm. and speak them out loud mm-hmm. afterward, at least for me, I never felt because I did, I did that too. Like I, I was like, Whoa, it was an edge for me. So I was like, is this even how you lead a container? I don't know, but it feels like what right. we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do together. And and I am a Scorpio son, so I get um, overshare hangovers. And so when I share things, especially in a group, um, it doesn't so much happen for my podcast, but in a, in a group where I am going to, I don't know, I have relationships with the people, I guess. Whereas on the podcast, I just put yeah. it out there. And then if I don't want to listen to it ever again, I don't. And I'm just like, ah, right. Land and right. It's out in the world. But in a group where, <laughs> where I kind of like, I'm going to receive a reaction. And I also care about, you know, these relationships, but I get an overshare hangover. And I, I feel like, Oh God, I said too much. I revealed all my cards. Like, it's just this like vulnerable, raw feeling. And in our, our, um, both in the, the priestess portal and in our Akashic apprenticeship group, I never had that feeling. And it was so beautiful to just be like, well, I'm going to say something that feels really vulnerable. And then after I'm done, I'm, I'm going to have the freedom to forget about it. Cause I know my sisters are cool. Like, I just know that yeah. we love each other and that's, that's where it's at. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's, it's really an amazing thing. And, and so just to plug your, your priestess, your priestess portal stuff I mean it's it really truly did change change my life change the way that I relate to people um and to just open that up to have these women that like like I said like I've always had a lot of friends I've always had a lot of like really good girlfriends but this was took it to another level 
It really did. It took it to like a whole nother level of how women should be, how we should feel around each other. Like so supportive and so like loved, unconditionally loved. It goes back to like motherhood, child wounds, sisterhood wounds, like being in containers like that is just so healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think um, before we move into, like I'm dying to hear about everything you've been experiencing in January, but I do, I do just want to say like your willingness to, when the time was right for you, of course, right? Like there's no need to do this prematurely before anybody's ready for it, but your willingness to basically enter those containers and invest in yourself, I think mm-hmm. is, I think it's an important catalyst. And, and so I just want to, I just want to highlight that, that you, because I remember you telling me that it was like an edge when you, when you went for mm-hmm. it and, um, totally. but you know, I remember it was the same thing for me in art school. Like I inherently was an artist, always drawing my whole life, drawing, painting. And I was very, um, I was naturally gifted as an artist. Like I, I understood color theory inherently could make great compositions, pretty good at like, like sort of photo realism, being able to draw what I see and people be like, Oh, that's a beautiful face or that's a beautiful tree or whatever. Yeah. But when I applied for art school, it was because I knew I had hit my own sort of like glass ceiling of how far I could take it on my own. And I knew I needed to be, um, like in a different environment and surrounded by other artistic people and like basically placing it on the front burner is what it felt like. Like I was like, okay, I'm prioritizing Mm -hmm. this. It's not a hobby right now in this part of my life. It is what I'm doing and I'm going to show up for my assignments and show up for class and whatever. And then of course that catapulted my artistic expression like exponentially. And I feel like it's the same way when we're ready to invest in ourselves in whatever capacity and join these containers. It's like, I'm, it's like for you, you were like, I'm an astrological, magical, intuitive movement specialist, like priestess, witch, and I'm, I'm, celebrating it and prioritizing it now at this time of my life we'll see where it goes I have no idea but this is just what I'm doing right now and and so I'm sure that's yeah. what sort of laid the laid the foundation for everything that you have experienced in January which I would love to hear yes yeah totally it's just so interesting because you know we I think we're of course we are we're programmed which is so hard to get out of is this linear thinking of um, after you do the work, you're going to see the result, right? Mm -hmm. And like you put in, you put in, you put in now, where's the tangible result. So over the past couple of years, you know, like you said, I invested, I invested in myself. Not only was it just like monetarily, but a lot of time and energy I invested in like, getting to these deeper truths of who I am. And like I said, sometimes it was intentional to like do shadow work and to do like, to really dig deep into some of these like wounds and the shit that was holding me back from just personal goals and personal things that I wanted to do. But, but as I opened myself up to the process, a lot of it was surrendering, um, 
And, and then, you know, for about two years from the time I joined the priestess codes on, you know, it'll be two years this, this spring. Um, I would see, I would come to these breakthroughs, but then I would get setbacks again. And I never, and it, and it felt though, like, I think because I am an empath and I really do like read the energy of what's happening. That's a lot of my Aquarius stuff is I really read collective energy and I, it affects me a lot. So what we've been going through over the past couple of years, me individually, my Leo, my collectively, my Aquarius stuff, it was so much turmoil. And um, even though I was being intentional about like working through it and figuring it out and coming to terms with how I was dealing with like this up and down roller coaster of what we've been dealing with at just in humanity and life, um, I always never quite felt like I had, I, I would like come up for air in a storm. If I can make an image of it, I would come up for air in this like ocean storm and I would breathe for a while and maybe the sun would come out and I'd be like, okay, okay. I've, you know, I made it through that one, but I never felt like I actually got on land and was like laying on the sand and was like, I made it. It kind of felt like this up and down, up and down, up and down. And something happened and I can't, really still even place my finger on it, but something major happened in January where I feel like I made it onto the shore. And now I'm like, oh, I crossed that ocean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's a new terrain. And it's like, I've made it to the shore of a maybe new terrain, new island, wherever I'm at that I've never been at before. And it's fucking exhilarating. Oh my God. That's so good. Like that analogy is so good because you're, you're exactly right. Like there's this triumph of being like, I crossed the ocean. I'm on the sand and, and like you, we have to revel in that moment of feeling terra firma, you know, beneath us and like, Oh, I yeah. did it. And then also realizing like, it's a new terrain. And <laughs> like the journey's yeah. not over. Well, like, I've it, never it, been here. I've yeah. never been here before. And so it's, it's also like, oh, okay. So all of that, that I went through and when there was times where I'm like, why, why would I ever have chosen to go through this? Um, it makes sense now why we did it. <laughs> Cause so I'm tell like, me, tell me about it. Tell me like what, what I you know reaching the shore feels like for you and what like has solidified in your your worldview and your understanding of yourself within this whole grand schema it's really I always knew it cognitively like that I was I, that I could create my own reality that um that this world that we are in this realm I you know I have a hard time saying what we're in, but you know what I'm saying, um, is, is our own making like the matrix, the Patrix. it's false. I knew that cognitively, but I had to get through all the barriers like that. I never fully encapsulated it or felt it truly deep down in my heart. Like there was still victim stuff. There was still like 
yes, yes, yes. I know this. I know I can create my reality, but there was still stuff obviously that was still keeping me from truly embodying that. And like I said, I would get, you know, I would get glimpses of it like, oh, okay. Yes. But then there was always these setbacks because I don't think I truly, truly believed it deep down in my heart. Um, and whatever happened, like, I really don't even know what happened. It may have been like the, the journey I've been through and, and the work I've been doing, but I just, it was, I remember it was like January 2nd, I woke up and I was like, oh, I embodied it. I was like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, this is all, it's, it's manageable, but like, it's all within my grasp. Like I can do this. And it's like all that stuff just like melted away. And it feels kind of weird because that stuff was so real, like even a week before that. And it was so dense and so dark. And it felt like as much as I believed like we could be our own creators of reality, there was still something that was there that was like, nope, nope, you can't. Nope, you can't. Like there are still those inklings. And then it's like, it's like I woke up and it was like a whole new terrain where I'm like, yeah, that's gone. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. And you know, what is so crazy is that for I had the exact same experience, Kara, the exact same experience, of course, through my own lens, but where literally for me, it was Wednesday, January 4th, I woke up and it was gone. The storm was over. And it was a storm that crashed me around. As, like I would say it was as dark and painful as my breakup with my oldest child's father and um, Killian's death, but nothing outside of me was happening to, do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So it was like, it was uh -huh. different because it was all internal this time, but I will, I felt equally intense, like, like mm -hmm. just ripped me to shreds internally kind of. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just remember like the, there were moments where I was like, I think I have to quit, but it wasn't from an ego place. Like, I give up, like, this isn't working financially or anything. It wasn't like that. It was like, I I'm just crying mercy. I'm like, uncle, uncle, please just yeah. like, I don't know what to yeah. do. I don't know how to handle this intensity. And the squeeze was so hard. And then on January 4th, just all of a sudden I was like, oh, I need to create a heart star creator. Um, like I, I just need to like, we're just going through a whole year now of becoming conscious creators. Cause that's what we're here to do. It was crazy the way that it was. And just yep. literally the day before it was still like, oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's so, it's yeah, no, it, yeah, I, I, cause I had moments like that, that there was a lot going on around me, just like personally, like friends, um, close people who were like getting super sick, almost dying. Um, there was death around me. Like I had people who physically did die and, and so December, man, that was a, that was a rough one. And I got to this place where I'm just like, so it's not like I lost faith, but I was like, mm -hmm. why I, you know, like you hear this, like, why did I choose this? Like this? Why, why did I choose this road? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense why I would, I would have to be witness to this pain and the suffering and, um, did and then know? like, 
Did you yeah. wonder if you had made a mistake? And like on some level, like whether you said that to yourself, was there a part of you that was like, did I choose the wrong I, I kind, Yeah. No, I felt like, and then I also was like, can't I just go back to like, <laughs> can't I go back to just living like an ignorant life of just doing the thing and yes. finding joy in the old things that I used to find joy in before, before I knew <laughs> Like, plug me back into the <laughs> matrix, please. Yes, I wanted to be plugged back in. There were moments where I just wanted to be plugged back in. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, it was, yeah, was this like a huge mistake? Am I ever going to be able to go back to simplicity? And, but then, you know, like I said, I, I will say like I had a night um, where I took a walk. It was like the middle of the night. I was like, and I was emotionally like in crying and like and couldn't really even pinpoint like what was going on and I asked for guidance I asked for like spiritual guidance um and I knew I felt really like connected at that moment um that I was like I'm I'm asking like mercy like I'm asking now like I it, and it takes a lot for me to get to that place because like I said I'm, I'm brave and I feel like I have a lot of courage but I was kind of like at my knees like please show me the way. And literally the next morning I was woke up and I was like, Oh, here's the way. It's, it's so amazing. <laughs> it's just so interesting. And there was somebody else that I was working with in, um, one of my six week mentorships who had a similar experience where I, she told me it was also Wednesday, January 4th, that like she had been going through something so dark. And likewise, she just woke up and was like, it's gone. It's over the, the thing, the, the existential nightmare, I guess. I mean, I don't even know. I still don't know what it was. I think it must've had to do with the, um, final, like the eclipse season in Scorpio that it just felt like, like some Scorpio, like fucking, it was, it was the bottom of the barrel, the final throes of that Scorpio, like taking you under, like, let's see how much you can take. Yes, that's totally how it, it really felt like sort of like a BDSM scenario of like, you know, our, our higher selves or whatever being like, you're going to take it. You're going to see yeah. shadow. Um, right. But here we are on the other side. So, yeah. Oh, and, a- and mainly it's, and it's like nothing truly on on an outside like 3d perspective has has really changed other than it almost was like in my brain I something rewired like like something like there was like neurotransmitters that got connected that have never been there before where I was like oh this is all possible yeah and it was it was a feeling too, um, in myself that like, I really could do anything. Yeah. And all the like voices and fears that were there before, like, yeah, I can still kind of hear them and they still come in and I'm just like, okay, great. And they, they have no like sting. Yeah. And that's not to say that like, this is how it's going to be for the rest, you know? who knows what's going to happen, but I will like definitely take this. And I feel like I am forever changed. Like 
for the next like ocean I have to cross, this is like, this is a level, if I'm in a video game, this is a level that I haven't reached before. And, I agree. and it almost feels like, it almost feels like, maybe not just in my lifetime, but it feels to the extent of maybe like multiple lifetimes, generational. Um, like I've hit a level that maybe even like my other, like if I'm living parallel lives or if I have like spiritual guidance who are like looking down on me, they're like, oh, we didn't think she'd make it this far. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yes, totally. <laughs> I I agree. It feels like, again, without the, without being attached to the idea that like everything's now rainbows and unicorns, it actually doesn't feel that way at all, but it feels, no. it feels like, oh, something consolidated and it's there forever now. And, and it's, it's the same for me, like something wired and I'm like, oh, okay. I see. I get it. I get it. And I see, and that doesn't mean I have all the answers and like on a day-to-day level, I'm still trying to like, I'm actively working on figuring it out, but the big picture has clicked in, in this certain Mm -hmm. realm of like understanding ourselves as yet yeah, we do create our reality we are we are in charge of this video game we are dreamers within the dream so it's kind of mm-hmm. like if if we're we're dreamers within the dream it's like we fully woke up and we're like oh this is a fucking dream like fully like yeah. whereas before yeah. we were sometimes we were there sometimes we were like oh why does this keep happening you know but now we're like mm, it's <laughs> happening because i'm creating it and i can figure it out Georgie, sorry, that's my dog. No She's worries. getting so hyped over this. Georgie, come here. She feels all the energy. And, yeah. and so now like on a day-to-day basis, I'm figuring out what it means to be a lucid dreamer, but there just seems mm. to be no mm-hmm. more return to the dreaming state. It's, it's like, no, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> and I also, yeah. I'm deeply motivated to bring everyone who is ready along with me on this journey to similarly like sculpt the dream in real time yeah no it's it's so cool um and yeah it's like of course we we nothing like from an outside perspective nothing's really changed I just feel like I also feel so much a lot more clarity like like not that I have the answers but I don't feel like this need to even like figure out like what the answers are to the extent I did before. Like, I just feel like, oh, like I just have a lot more faith um, that everything will come when it should. Yeah. And that, and that what is to come, like, I know February, like astrologically, February is a pretty calm month. And then I, I just get the sense like March come March, some, some shit's about to like go down. And, but I'm just like, I'm, I hate to say this because I'm not excited for it, but I'm not scared for it because I'm just like, whatever happens now that I've come to this place where like, I trust myself. I came to a place in myself that, um, that like, I'm trying to describe it. It's hard to describe. I think you understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I guess that it would be faith, but like, it's more of a knowing though, like faith, it feels like previously we were operating on knowing 
yeah like yeah it's a knowing like it's it's gonna be okay like we're like again we externally if stuff is going on that is chaotic and traumatic and out of control like like I'll I know like just that I have control over my personal reality and that knowing that gives me so much comfort Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes yeah it totally makes sense exactly because I think uh, when like the difference that I'm implying between faith and knowing is, is like you said before, conceptually before you understood that you were a creator, but it was still, it was still wobbly. And so in those wobbly moments, that's where we had to call on faith and be like, I don't feel like I have the evidence that this is actually how it goes, but I'm choosing to believe Mm -hmm. it anyway, but something solidified so that now it's like, Oh, even when things appear to be uncomfortable or, you know, what we're, what we're experiencing is not the, what we consciously desired to create or whatever, we're just going through a, you know, part, a messy part of the process because the creation process, the creation process doesn't mean that you just instantly get everything that you want. It means that you're, you are, yeah, sculpting the dream and it, it's working Mm -hmm. with you, but it's kind of like, even when it's messy or uncomfortable or not feeling like what we want, there's just this knowing that that is just part of the process and it's okay. And we're just going to move through it and it's going to be fine. And it's going to yield things Mm -hmm. that are so magical that we never could have even imagined it. So it's all, all good. That's really what it feels like. And it it also doesn't feel like just being Zen hundred percent of the time either. Like this morning, I woke up with a bunch of anxiety because I had a trigger coming up, but at this point I'm fucking excited when I get triggered. The ins- the instantaneous feeling is like, huh, huh, whatever feeling is coming up. And then I realize, uh-huh. Ooh, Oh, now I know what I need to explore in order to like, you know, continue this creation process. Like this is the thing that's coming up for me to look at. There's something important in here. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. and then I, when I hear you say that, like, it just goes back to this kind of like courage, mm-hmm. you know, it's, And that's why, like, I feel like this, like, claiming that I am brave and courageous is knowing, like, yeah, because it is going to be shitty when you face your triggers. And there's, it's not to say that, like, oh, like you said, it's not unicorns and rainbows and jumping around on clouds like Care Bears. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Although I would love to live in that world. (laughs) But, um but but you know that like when you are triggered or when there is like these really rocky waters that like you have the it's a it's a feeling like the courage or the bravery to do it and know that like there's going to be rewards from it mm-hmm. big rewards yes yeah like even like the reward of me waking up that morning and being like <sighs> that was such a gift and a reward Totally. And there, and the, and I, I can't describe it. Like I can't give that reward to somebody else, you know, but, um, but I would love to be able to like encapsulate it and give it to somebody else. 
And that's what I, that's what I would, that's what I love to do with people is to work with people so they can figure out how to give that reward to themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost like you're like a potion master, but the potion is like life and you're helping people to basically like figure out the different ingredients and components and what, like how to like mix it up with movement and astrology and self-exploration and magic activation and intuition and swirl it all together so that they get that, like that, you know, the result of that potion is like, wow, that transformation. I love that. Can I use that for my marketing? Yes. (laughs) Can I take that? This is, this is what I think I do. (laughs) I know it's so hard to figure yeah, out and, no, and it's it good. In a, a nutshell, isn't it? What, what it is that we do. It's like, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. But I think that's an, that's another thing that happened too, is I was really caught up, um, for the past couple, well, within the past year, like 2022 was an amazing year. It was like a hard year, but it was me trying to figure out like how to market myself like how to make money in my business and what I do. And then, and I was really, you know, kind of stuck. And I think it was again, this like linear program, patriarchal programming of this is how you have a business. This is how these are the right ways to do it. And then something happened in January too, where I was like, none of that matters. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like I will keep doing what I'm doing and not really care that it doesn't fit any sort of model and all that stuff that like I thought like oh I'm not doing it this way so I'm not going to succeed all of a sudden just didn't matter anymore and I was like Mm -hmm. okay well I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I I know that it will work out (laughs) totally totally oh it's so good so I would love to hear because you and I compared notes too privately and we both are feeling the same energies for 2023, which I already shared my, my nutshell on the podcast, which is where it feels like, I also feel like in March shit's going to pop off. I don't astrologically know what that is. It's just a feeling mm-hmm. that I have. I feel like it's going to get hot again in the summer and there's going to be what it feels like to me is a lot of social unrest it reminds me of Uh 2020 except this time we're like Uh oh wait a minute we've seen Uh this before no we're Uh not in doing this and but it does kind of remind me of the energy around um the black lives matter stuff where it's just gonna trigger some collective anger and people are just gonna want to like tear the shit down um but i have no idea any of the astrology around it. So I would love to hear kind of what you feel and the astrology that you've observed. And yeah. Well, I, you were, you're very right. I feel like we're going back into some 2020 energy. Um, Uranus in Taurus is, I mean, we're squaring Uranus in Taurus today. It's been a major player. Uranus in Taurus is like, the disruptor, the revolutionary. And then in Taurus, it's like, it is, it's tangible. There's no, it's not like some like theory. Oh, we're going to see it. And so that is a theme that's going to come about this year. Um, Pluto is turning from Capricorn into Aquarius, which Aquarius being 
the collective consciousness, it is, it's a huge waking up. It's a huge rebirth of humanity again. <laughs> so, you know, there's that song age of Aquarius. This is Pluto turning into Aquarius is like, it's a big one. And so, um, I think you're very right. Like whatever happens, whether it is like some like actual, like physical catastrophe on earth or, you know, I, and I don't like to, I don't like to do predictions of like, this is what, you know, cause I don't, any, it could be really anything. It's more energetically, like, like you talked about the black lives matter. I, I almost foresee, and, and again, this is just like, um, metaphors, but like a huge financial crisis, a huge, like unveiling of some political systems. There's going to be like some shock aspect, I feel like to something. Mm -hmm. And rather than if this happened like a couple years ago, where it really like took people like, whoa, by surprise. Now people are like prepped for it, that it's just going to be like, it's going to be shocking, but it's, there's going to be more of like, okay, and now we know what to do. Like, like, um, like if there is some major like reveal, like political corruption or economic collapse or something, rather than just be like, ah, what are we going to do? There's, there's a lot more like, um, momentum into the change that needs to happen rather than just like a full chaotic unrest of like, we don't know what to do now. There's, it's just that much more momentum to be like, and now we, now this was the final thing we needed to completely revamp the systems. Right. Like yeah. there's no, like, you know, everyone always talks about there's no going back. This is like the solidifier. Like, yeah, there's absolutely no going back. Yeah. That's it's just the energy I'm feeling. Almost like if the, like the world economic forum decides to like make its power move and institute these 15 minute cities or something like that, like some kind of economic collapse or financial collapse that we can clearly see is orchestrated. Not just like, whoops, mm -hmm. ah, <laughs> whoa, a bad mm -hmm. stock market day. But like, we can see that it is by design and enough people have woken up over the last three years and yeah, exactly. Have sort of like processed all of this and made even just consciousness preparations that were just like, mm -mm, nope. And we're not, and this isn't, uh-uh. And we have, yeah, we're not taken unawares. We're, we're prepared to handle it from a place of power as opposed to a, a place of vulnerability um but also kind of feels to me like there are a bunch of people who well so for those of us who are already awake to the degree that we have in integrated shadow because some of like mm -hmm. you know I think all of every time things like that happen it just triggers up a bunch of collective shadow and that's where it gets messy and we see like riots and things like that. So if we've integrated shadow, then we can sort of witness the chaos and not be brought into the, the um, frenzy and anxiety and energetically of the chaos. Um, so we're kind of doing like important work in the background by maintaining a, a frequency of calm 
um, but not a frequency of burying yes, your head in the totally. sand, you know? And then totally. I, I think there are a bunch of people who really haven't, haven't woken up um, for whatever number of reasons. So they still like very much are believing the, what the government is telling us and what the mainstream news is telling us. Like, mm-hmm. And I think something's mm-hmm. going to happen this year. That's going to make it <laughs> impossible to. Yeah. Like they can stay asleep, but they will have to admit to themselves that they are consciously choosing that. You know what I mean? And I think about people like people totally. that I know in my life, totally. who very much right now they're still operating by the narrative and they are, but they're still telling themselves that this is just, I don't know, this crazy virus came out of nowhere. And then we're just living through it. And we're just dealing, I think something's going to happen. That's so overt that they might still choose to believe that, but they can't deny that they are choosing yeah. that. That's, that's a great way. Cause that's what I'm getting. I also am getting the feeling, um, that a lot, lot more people, like you said, are going to wake up in, in some sort of capacity. And like you said, even if it is unconscious or subconscious, there's going to be something that like, like you said, like there's, there's no way around it, but it'll be interesting to see how many people still cling and they will, it will be a choice cling to old paradigms. Um, And that's just the nature. I mean, contrast and the duality of life, like, that's another thing. It's like, it's always going to be there. It's not like, I don't imagine like, all of a sudden we all, like, what would be the point of human life if we all just thought the same thing, you know? Totally, totally. And it's reminding me of one of the energy reports I did in my Patreon um, a few weeks ago. I do them weekly, but they're not necessarily restricted to the energy of the week. It's more just like, I don't know, like our, our various guidance fields of consciousness being like, here's what you need to integrate to prepare. Um, but one of them was the two of swords followed by the tower, followed by the six of pentacles. And I remember when I was translating it I was like the two of swords is really talking about how like basically we have to shit or get off the pot we have to make a decision and you either you're either going left or you're going right and though the Mm -hmm. the nuance of the two of swords is that both directions lead to the same destination but the journey is totally different so it does matter which way you go yeah at the same time, it doesn't matter which way you go, but you have to make a choice. Yes. Choice time now. And then yeah. the tower followed. And then the, so it's like, shit's going to pop off. And then, and then it was the six of pentacles, which I took to mean like, oh, we're a lot of us are the choice. We've already made the choice. And it's like a way to be in this physical realm differently and steward it uh-huh. differently in terms of like generosity yeah. give take but not just like in terms of money but I think it comes back to that creatorship like because yeah when like just in talking just in listening to you talk um just now I I was thinking oh the awakeness even those who choose to not you know who choose to not wake up, really all they're doing is being like, I want to stay plugged into the matrix because the, the reality of waking up and realizing that I have so much control here, I'm just not ready for it. 
for whatever reason, I'm not ready for it. So I just, I want to, I want to eat the fucking steak. That's what I want to do. I want to eat the steak. Yeah, and totally. Just, and it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like it, on a certain level, I feel like over the past two years, I was a part of me was still clinging on. I was still taking those steak nibbles. Yeah, right. And then, you know, I was like, <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, no more steak. I'll mourn it. I'll grieve, but I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. February to me is kind of like this pit stop. Um, like, you know, there was a lot, there was like, we were on the journey and then, um, before we decide like the fork in the road, which will be March, we're taking inventory and we're really kind of solidifying like, and like getting our, getting our supplies, uh, prepping up for the next, the next journey in March. That's what it feels like to me. Um, and so if it's like, we're at that camp and everyone's kind of like deciding like, which way, which one are you going to take? <laughs> That's what it feels like, like a pit stop. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I, I was describing yeah. it very similarly as like, in December, we received our new, no, in November, we received our new assignment. And in December, it was like, okay, integrate that because it's fucking wild. And mm-hmm. also like realizing like, mm-hmm. oh, everything that came before this was boot camp. Oh shit. We thought it was the real deal, but it was boot camp. <laughs> now it's going to get real. And then January and February are yeah. like, okay, now that you know, like you got to make your preparations. Exactly. Like pick, yeah. get, gather your supplies, pack your bag spend time with your loved ones and then give them a hug. And I'm not saying like, say goodbye to your loved ones. I'm just mean in the analogy totally. of, of being, you know, yes. going off to your deployment, but just kind of like, t- just chill yeah. out in January and February. Cause in March, they're going to get fiery. Yep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love I'm it. Excited. I love it. Uh, <laughs> amazing yeah well I just love talking to you would you um share with everybody first of all if there's any last thing that you would like to say or talk about that we didn't already cover and then um also more about what you do and where they can find you and yeah yeah gosh anything I want to talk about well I just, I always, you know, sometimes like my oversharing or one thing that came to me too, um, when you were talking about like, when you like overshare, you have that hangover. One thing I realized is, um, I, I do actually get that sometimes. Like I notice if I'm in a group or in things and I, I'm very easy and quick to get emotional, like I'll cry and it's not like it's not like crying out of like sadness or grief. Sometimes it's just pure emotion that comes through my body. And then I realized that um, after the fact that I do that with people, like I'll have an emotional hangover from that. I'll be like, oh gosh, like was I, I, you know, I've always talked about, am I too much for people? But um, that was another thing that like, I'm really like coming to terms with this past month is like, no, that's like the beautiful part of me. Right. Mm. So um So I just love working with people on that sort of level where like 
literally too muchness, not enoughness, anything that comes up, I just embrace it and cherish it. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if anybody ever feels called to work with me or just have a conversation with me and on any sort of level on it, talk about really anything, like that's one thing I'm an, I'm a pretty open book. So I just love, love, love hearing everyone's story, no matter what it is. Um, um, and so in that capacity, I do movement work. I do a lot of like body work, energy work, just like moving energy through the body. And that can really be in any sort of capacity through like a lot of physical like movement or just breath work or meditation. Um, I'm actually going to do a full moon meditation after I jump off this call. Um, and so I will probably post links to that on my social media pages. You can find me on Instagram, Carolina movement or Carolina underscore movement. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I actually think I could be wrong, but intuitively I pretty much know. I think I'm the only caribou sacker on this thing we call earth. Um, my last name's pretty obscure. And I think I've never found. So if you look me up, you're bound to find me. I don't think there's any other caribou sackers that I know of out there. So if you Google me, I have my um, website, Carolina Movement. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, come reach out to me. Anything, anytime. I'm, I'm here for it all. Amazing. And so all those links will be in the show notes for your ease, beautiful listeners. So you can just go down and click them. Um, but I'll also say like, I, I really feel like the, you and Kara are meant for each other. If you basically have things that you have never fully shared with anyone that are ready to be seen, like parts of yourself, either shame parts or your magic, you know, the, 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 like, if you have like a witch wound or a wizard wound, or, you know, things that you think that you've done in your past that are so unforgivable that, you know, you can't possibly deserve your magic or anything good. Like just those things that, that really, you know, that your next growth comes from being witnessed and also through that witnessing, moving into it, then I, I feel like Kara is the person to work with. And I also, if you don't know what like movement really means, because I'm just coming into this right now. Also, one of the things that's happening for me this year is like deeply inhabiting my body on a level that I have not mm. previously. And I'm appreciating the, the necessity of like somatic practices of some kind, like you said, to move energy through the body. So like, as we're doing, cause I'm mostly one of those like meditating kind of people or contemplating mm -hmm. kind of people. I'm very, um, you know, up in the ethers. And so I know that when we're doing that and we're working all in that kind of etherical realm or like through dreams or psychic activation, if we don't, or shadow work, if we like if those things become unlocked just in the psyche, but we don't process it and bring it down mm -hmm. into the body and move it out through the body. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. we, it's almost like an orgasm that you never really get there. Like you, it doesn't actually totally. fully, fully land. And so I think that um, yeah. movement practice is really a powerful thing to go into right now, but either way, Carol will activate the shit out of your magic is what I, I want you to know. <laughs> 
Oh, thank you so much, Amy. I love, again, I love how it's so, it's nice to have somebody like kind of describe what you do. Um, it makes sense to me because like, it's just, there's so much that I want to share with people and explain what I do. And it's really hard to describe it, but yeah, I can read your birth chart. I can just, I, I love to work with people and I like to work with people on any sort of level that feels comfortable to them, you know, like tapping into like, that's why I have a hard time describing my movement because yes, I am a trained like Pilates and yoga instructor and we can go to those levels, but movement to me is so much more than just like doing poses and exercising. It's much more somatic work of just really being in your body and, and feeling energy, how it does move through your body. Because um, like you were saying, like, we can, we can think about things and we can feel things, but to, to connect it to our physical form is, is huge. And then to have practices to learn how to move energy and to, and to embrace energy when you want it has been so, so helpful and beneficial for me and people that I work with. Mm -hmm. And like when we're doing those kind of like more like cerebral or psychic -y, uh, ways of processing things, what I found for myself anyway, is that it's sneaky and it goes down and hides in your body somewhere. And if you don't like, that's mm -hmm. why if you don't follow it there and like move it through, then it just creates like for me, for example, um, a lot of it gets hidden in the muscles in my hips and like around my hips and my glutes and my mm -hmm. lower back. And so mm -hmm. I start like carrying a lot of tension there and it doesn't translate into pain. So I don't notice it, but it's a stiffness. Mm -hmm. And then when I actually like mm -hmm. do some kind of movement practice to connect with it, I feel like finally the big release where like, if I need to cry, it'll come in. it was hiding in my hip and it needed it just needed yeah. to be moved out and then I'll cry. And that's what I mean. Like yeah. getting the actual orgasm where the release happens and then right. the integration hey. happens and you're like, Oh God, that's done. Finally. It's not in my field anymore. Yeah, no, that that's totally, again, you explain it very, I love that explanation of it. And it's also like, um, energy, it just needs to be witnessed. And totally. so it, energy does hide in these like places in our body and we forget it's there. And then things, either you will feel physical pain or, you know, once you are able to like tap into like a lot of times I just do body scans with people and it's just kind of a process of like really being in your body. And then all of a sudden this little, I said, what part of your body like is saying, Hey, Hey, me remember me over here? It's like just being able to witness that, you know, but we are so like tapped. We're so off from like, actually just like being in our body and like sitting there and just feeling the sensations of like, oh, there is something there. Like, let me, let me feel into this, you know? So I could go on and on all about that, but just, yeah, if you're interested, like reach out to me. Yeah, totally. And then the, the last question is, do you work with um, women only or do you work with men too? Who should, who knows that they can reach out to you? Yeah, anybody. Everybody. Anybody. Anything, yep. so anybody, men. everyone. Yeah. Young, men, women, old, kids, babies, them, they is beautiful. I, I love it all. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, she's so magical.
Thank you so much, Kara, for being here and sharing your, your energy and your insights and your journey. I just feel like this conversation was the best. It was everything I was hoping for. So thank you. Oh, so much. thank you, Amy. It's so much, so much pleasure, so much joy you bring me. And thank you, beautiful listeners. Love you so very much. Hey, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye Awakening. If you like what you heard and you want to go deeper, then head over to my website, amybelair.com and check out my store, which is full of my past programs, courses, modules, masterclasses, light codes, etc. that are powerful and they are potent and they pack a punch, not going to lie. They are here to support you, accelerate you and activate you in your spiritual awakening and psychic development journey and slash or If you want to stay in my most current, vibey, live energy, then I suggest that you head over to the Patreon and join me there. At the lowest tier level, which is only $5 a month, you get a secret bonus episode for every Third Eye Awakening episode that goes out. You also get a weekly energy report and light language activation, and you get a new moon and full moon emancipation transmission. So... Those are some fun ways to play. And I'll just remind you that I always have live programs going. So keep your eyes on my website, on my social media, and here on the podcast to find out what is the most current offering that I have. Either way, I love having you in my world and I hope that I get to meet you and work with you soon.